0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: All right, we continue on trying to play catch-up here. All right, now let's move on to University of Miami basketball. You ready for this one? We have uh, Coach L with us. Practice is underway. In about a month, we'll have basketball season starting with games. Coach L, good evening. How are you?
2: Joe, I'm doing great. How
1: about you? I'm doing well. I have Don Bailey with me here tonight. So, all hey, Don.
3: Is... Hey, Coach. Good to hear from you.
1: How is? I uh, uh, had a chance to see your practices uh, about a week ago. I'm going to see you tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, oh. wh- what have you? What have you seen in your practices so far?
2: Well, Joe, uh, uh, if you show up tomorrow, you'll be the only one in the gym because tomorrow is a day off. Oh,
1: then maybe <laughs> Thursday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Thursday you can come. We'll actually be scrimmaging a little bit on Thursday, so that'd be good for you.
1: Okay, excellent. Thanks for the tip. And
2: the practices have been going good. We got guys with a great attitude, great work ethic, and learning to play with each other. We've got seven veterans and we got seven newcomers. So we got a nice blend of experience and youth.
3: Coach, let me let me go on to this topic. I just we're, we're talking to um Wes Durham and he mentioned that At one point, there was 2,000 players in the portal. and uh, How has this affected basketball? How has it affected the conference? How has it affected the University of Miami?
2: Well, we have two that uh, transferred to the University of Miami. will be in our lineup this year. Uh, Jordan Miller from George Mason University and uh, Charlie Moore from DePaul. But, Don, if you you ask me about it, I would say it just added a new category to our recruitment. Okay. So we've always recruited seniors out of high school. You always recruited maybe some international guys. We've had kids from Australia and New Zealand, and we've got two on our team right now. Uh, You could recruit junior college kids. You could recruit kids out out of prep schools. But now, one of the big categories, especially in the spring when April rolls around, is transferring kids, uh, I mean, recruiting kids out of the transfer portal. And that's going to be a major target. Let me give you an example. 57 ACC players transferred this past season. 57. You have to replace those guys because those guys were supposedly going to come back so 57 scholarships become available and everyone in the acc is going to be uh out on the recruiting trail trying to fill their roster with some good players hopefully some older guys like uh charlie moore and um jordan miller are older guys they're experienced guys charlie's in his actually his sixth year of college basketball and Jordan Miller's in his fourth.
1: Coach, does it also affect, I don't know, when you're constructing your roster, I don't know if in the past you would look at a roster and say, okay, we're in the ACC, so in order to compete with Duke and Carolina or or Virginia, I want to have a certain kind of player on my roster. Now you have maybe one-year teams does it make it harder to figure out what you're competing against in order to in order to fill your roster needs
2: yeah joe i think you make a good point and let's go back a little bit in our own recent history uh shane larkin was a transfer student from DePaul. kenny kaji was a transfer student uh, from the university of florida and trey mckinney jones was a transfer from umkc All three of those guys started on our championship team in 2013. But all the other guys were, you know, the the, uh, 10 other players were were guys who were here, who'd grown up in the program. Uh, Guys like, you know, Duran Scott and Eric Swope and Reggie Johnson, Julian Gamble. They had had come in as freshmen and, and developed in the program. A few years later, we were able to get Angel Rodriguez, uh, Sheldon McClellan and Kamari Murphy. Again, three transfers, but we had you know, nine guys who would, had come in through the program. Guys like Davon Reed. Uh, guys like Tanya Jakiri. So um, in recruit recruiting now, you've got to keep an eye on the guys you have in your own, own program and continue to recruit them so they don't leave at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So you know, one of the uh, we have three outstanding freshmen in our program right now. We want all of them to return next year, so hopefully they'll enjoy the program and and play good basketball this year and feel like staying at Miami. But you know, uh, they're going to be people in their ears telling them, "Put your name in the portal. Maybe you can go someplace else." I had a young man who I called about the possibility of transferring. He didn't transfer to us. But he had a fantastic year someplace else. And when I asked him, I said, "Well, you had this great season. Why are you putting your name in the portal?" And he said two things: one, all my friends are putting their name in the portal, <laughs> and two, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I can play in the ACC. And sure enough, he transferred in our league. <laughs> so uh, I think you're going to see a lot of it. And Don, that, that, those numbers, you know, are crazy. There's only like four thousand kids playing Division One, and almost two thousand transferred. So uh, it's an entirely different uh, situation that we find ourselves in now.
3: So many times in, in every sport, the word chemistry comes up, and then about how guys learn to work together. It doesn't matter the sport. This has got to have a big play on that as well. I mean, you you, you bring in your group, and you think that you're going to mix, you're going to match these guys together in the same philosophy. And then you're importing people that have been brought up in other in other philosophies.
2: Yeah, it's very very true. Not all transfers work out well. Not all young players are ready to contribute as a freshman. You know, one of the things we're most proud of is the guys who have developed in our program, uh, the chemistry we were able to to build with guys like Angel and and Sheldon and Kamari uh, joined with. Tanya Jukiri and and Davon Reed to lead us to the, the Sweet 16. And had, had Davon, uh, you know, transferred at the end of that first year because he was a sub and felt like he should have been a starter, it would have been very, very hard for us to get back to the Sweet 16. Or Tanya Jukiri who backed up Kenny Kaji and Julian Gamble, if he decided, hey, I, I didn't get enough playing time, I'm going to transfer Developing chemistry, developing trust between the players and the coaches is going to be more and more challenging for everybody in the country. The, the key is, though, everybody's going to go through it.
1: Coach, uh, you had two key players returns, good uh, scores for you, uh, Isaiah Wong and Cam Mcgusty. Uh, what kind of impact are uh, What kind of impact do you think they can have on your team this year? Uh, for Cam, I think it's his fifth year, and of course, Isaiah going into his third.
2: Now both guys are practicing very well right now, Joe. Cam and, and Isaiah have been together now. They're very comfortable with each, with each other. Uh, our point guard transfer from DePaul has come in and played very well with those guys. Uh, so uh, Cam and, and Isaiah, I think, are both candidates for all conference in the ACC at the end of this year. Uh, I think they both can have sensational seasons average way into the double figures, uh, but they can't do it on their own. They they need uh their teammates to step up. They really need like Sam Wardenberg, Rodney Miller, Dan Gag, Anthony Walker, guys who have been here to have their best season ever. Because, you know, Isaiah and and, and Cam can produce, but but they need a lot of help.
1: This is uh, maybe this question more of a discussion than question. Uh, One, I'm I'm optimistic and hopeful that once again we'll be down on the floor sitting next to you this year during games. Uh, And I don't think people realize, I know they don't, not because you're on the show, but as the game unfolds, uh, it is amazing to watch how you go through a game and if there are issues, how you find solutions. And so that gets me to when I was at practice the other day, you were working late-game situations How much uh, of that, uh, how important is that to you to be able to work those late-game situations so that when you do have issues, uh, the team knows what options you have? And then the second part of that would be, uh, because you have more players this year, you're going to have a lot of options throughout the game.
2: Well, you make a very good point. You you observed an end-of-game situation. And as you know, Joe, I'm a great believer in Dr. Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And habit number one is be proactive. Plan ahead. You have to plan and then the players have to execute the plan. And we're, we're trying to, to, uh, install very, very specific situations for end a game. And, and, uh, our freshmen are learning it for the first time and they've never had to do it uh, the, the three freshmen Bensley Joseph uh, Woga Popla and Jakai Robinson they were just the man the end of the play was throw me the ball and I score <laughs> now they got to learn a set play and they got to learn a different role you know the the veterans are going to probably be the ones we count on to make the big baskets at the end and those guys any one of them could be in the game with the the responsibility of maybe finding The the veteran player for the shot and learning the offense, being able to execute the offense is critical to being good at the end of close games. And what was a real struggle for us last year with so many injured players, we had we had a a very difficult time preparing for end of games because we didn't have 10 guys to practice. it. (laughs) You know, we had six and seven guys. Pretty hard to practice it correctly and prepare correctly when you got so many injured players.
1: And now uh, it must be a relief to you uh, to have a full roster to be able to teach and develop, but also to see these guys competing against each other.
2: Well, I think what's happened now, we you know we don't have as much size as we'd like to have, and by that I mean not height. I'm talking about physical bulk. All right. Rodney Miller is the, the guy who weighs the most. He weighs about 238 now, which is great for him. Uh, when he came in as a freshman, he weighed 280. He's in much better shape, but he dealt with an injury, so he's not in the kind of game shape that he needs to get in. The other front court players, like Sam Wardenberg, only weighs about 215, Dan Gack, just over 200, Anthony Walker, about 215. Um, those are not big thick bulky bruisers so we're adjusting our defensive style to accommodate what they do well and their versatility is good for us but you're going to see them doing a lot more switching than we've done in the past uh so from a defensive standpoint their size and quickness will be the asset rather than their big bulky bodies
1: well, one of the things I noticed, uh, you got a nice challenging schedule, that's for sure. Right off the bat, uh, here at Thanksgiving, you're going to play Dayton and then a possibility of playing Kansas. So that's a, that ESPN tournament in Disney is going to be quite a challenge. And, and then ACC play, uh, you're going to start with four home games, which is interesting.
2: Joe, I've never seen anything like that, certainly in <laughs> Miami history.
1: No, I don't know where... what happened. I had to look at it three times.
2: Oh, me too. <laughs> now, we open up at home against Clemson in early December, and and then we we have uh, NC State, Wake Forest, and Syracuse all at home before we have to go on the road. So the start of the season is going to be hugely important because if we can get off to a good start, build some confidence, be out in front, that's better than playing catch-up. It's like being ahead at halftime rather than being behind. But those, those opponents are awfully good, and, and I think each one of them is picked ahead of us in the preseason poll. So we'll, we'll be the underdog early in the season, but hopefully uh, the underdog can, can, can uh, win these early season challenges and get off to a good start.
1: All right, Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. I'll see you on Thursday, and uh, look forward to uh, the beginning of basketball season.
2: All right, Joe and Don, and look forward to talking to you guys again soon.
3: Thank you, Coach.
1: All right, that's uh, Jim Laranega. Coach L joining us here on the show.
3: Just hear it in his voice.
1: Oh, yeah. he's, he's got. He's a, he's, a teacher yeah.
3: and a coach, and uh, he's got to be great in the home, right? I mean, right. When, when you're recruiting, if you – I you, think
1: people are going to be – like I said, I don't know what the competition looks like, so I qualify that. Right. I don't know. Duke might have – Five of the greatest players in college basketball. I don't know. Carolina, the same thing. But I think Miami is significantly better than they were last year and the year before.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and that's good. Let, let, very let, good. Let, let, let them just lay in, lay in the yeah. weeds here and, and jump on everybody early.
1: I think they got a chance this play to be very exciting. I've got some athletic players. Like you said, they don't have a lot of girth, a lot of size, but they have some athleticism. Yeah, they sure do.